Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Refuge Live podcast, live from the sanctuary of the Temple of Refuge in West Memphis, Arkansas. Let's go now into the sanctuary and hear what it is that God has to say. Morning, and I'm serious. I was just glad to be alive this morning. And the Lord gave me a message. I said, God, I want to be able to finish strong this year word wise we can we can shout we know how to shout and we know how to dance and we know how to rejoice but i want to make sure that we finish strong word wise this year um so i got something i got a few things that we'll we'll talk about i guess all month with as, as much as the lord will allow um but let's go to matthew 14 this morning thank you jesus Matthew 14. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 14. Familiar passage. Familiar passage. 14, starting in verse 22. I'm coming from the message translation this morning but I'll translate to King James in places where I need to. It says, as soon as the meal was finished, he insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dispersed, <laughs> he climbed a mountain so he could be by himself and pray. <laughs> he stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, somebody say meanwhile, the boat was afar off out, excuse me, the boat was far out to sea when the wind came against them and they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. They were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter suddenly, bold, said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. King James says, bid me to come to you. And he said, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Master, save me. This morning, I want to talk to you all from the subject of my future is secure. Somebody say, my future is secure. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
Here we find ourselves in our scriptural text this morning following the occasion of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with two fish and five barley loaves. Jesus has now instructed his disciples, Jazz, to board a ship and cross the Sea of Galilee while he remained behind to send away the multitude and to pray. A windstorm arose on the sea during the voyage, and the small ship was tossed among the waves. To add to their distress, the disciples were confronted with what they thought was a spirit, and they cried out in fear. Let's all stand. That was my message in a nutshell this morning. Like, have a seat. No, really. <laughs> Here it is. Shag was ready. Listen, if you didn't get your moment to witness right there, and that was the whole story, you missed your moment. And how many times in life have we ever missed our moment because we did not respond accordingly? I'm in the text this morning. How many times in life have we ever missed what it was that the Lord was trying to teach us simply because we did not give or yield the appropriate response at the right time? I'm in the text this morning. Here we find ourselves. Jesus has spoken to the disciples after they have fed 5,000. And he tells them, get on the ship and go across to the, across the sea of Galilee to the other side, which means this morning that God, first off for my first three people that are grabbing, God wants you to live on the other side of whatever it is you're dealing with this morning. I've got good news, and that is that you cannot sink where you are right now simply because the Lord has a word over your journey, and that is we have to get over to the other side. I thought somebody would have rejoiced right there. These are, this is for the ones that are really, really dealing with something, and it seemed like, God, when is this going to be over, God? When are you going to get me out of this? But you got to understand that there's another side of this waiting for you. The other side is waiting on you, so you cannot sink right here. Jesus sends the multitude away, and he goes, Pastor Kim, to pray. He goes to pray, and sends them away. Sends them in one direction, sends the multitude in the other direction. Let me tell y'all what the Lord showed me. Jesus sent them one way and stayed behind Shag so that he could pray and intercede on behalf of the folk that were left behind that may try to get them distracted before they ever left. So what you got to understand this morning is Jesus, grab it, Pastor Kim, this is the way the Lord gave it to me. Jesus sends the multitude away. He sends the disciples in one direction. He knew that there was an other side waiting on them, and he stays behind to stand in the gap between the multitude and the promise. You have to understand that you are moving in the right direction when your past desires to come and flirt with you. 
You got to understand, it ain't until you try to do what it is that you should be doing, moving in the right direction that God wants you to do. That's when the that's when the text start coming. That's when the I see you. You've been looking good here lately. It's when your past desires to come and flirt with you. But the Lord will send you ahead and will deal with what's behind you. And can I tell somebody that we need to thank God in this moment because we serve a God of damage control. What are you saying this morning, Pastor? I serve a God that sees where I'm headed and he sees where he's brought me from. And he said, you know what? To hell with what it is that desires to keep them bound. So what it is, I will stay here. You go ahead because there's something else waiting on you. But I'll stay here and I'll stand in the gap and I'll tell depression. You tried it in the last season, but in this next season, they got to see the other side without the spirit of depression. They got to see the other side without loneliness and worry. They got to see the other side without you trying to hold them back. Somebody ought to say, God, get me to the other side. So it's when you're moving forward that your past tries to keep you bound. So Jesus stays behind and prays for them, Shanice. But he prays for them, not for the sake of dealing with their past. Jesus stays behind as damage control for the past. But he stays there and prays, Granny, because he knew that a storm was going to meet him in the journey. He knew, see, sometimes if Jesus is going to stand in the gap for you, he ain't got to stand in the gap for you on behalf of what he's delivered you from. If Jesus is going to pray and intercede for you, he's going to stand in the gap to make sure that you get to where you're going without any problems in the process. So here it is. He's praying for them because he knows that they're going to encounter a storm. He prays for them because he understands and he knows that what is coming is, has the power to turn them around. I'm in the text this morning. So he's praying for them. He's standing in the gap for them so that they don't turn around at the first sight of a storm. So what am I saying to you this morning? You got to understand at the first sight of a storm, you need to know that that's when you're making progress. Too many times we want to stop and we want to turn back and we want to say, God, I know that this wasn't this how it was supposed to be and this ain't what you showed me. But God said this morning that you got to understand that when you see the storm, once you moved out, that is your indication that you got to go on through this. That's your indication that you're moving in the right direction. So how do I say this morning, Pastor, that my future is secure. If I'm going about my journey, if I am going to the other side, if I am moving in the obedience of the Lord, if I am moving at the command of the Lord, and I encounter a storm in the process, that is my signal. That's my indication that God must be somewhere in the midst. And so you got to understand this morning that you cannot do in the middle of the storm what you would do in shallow water. Some of them would have panicked on shallow ground. You on the boat moving in the direction that Jesus wants you to be going in, and here come your paths, and you find yourself saying, oh, God, they go pookie. Because, see, if, if me and Pookie text three and get out, 
And all the Lord is requiring at this moment, I'll get into it at 10. All the Lord is requiring in this particular season of your life is for you to get on the boat and just get to the other side. You ought to look at somebody and tell them my future is secure. I said that to say this this morning. If you're going to do the same thing at the top that you've been doing at the bottom, then there's no need for you to climb in this season. I want to get to what God got for me. But if you holding on to what Pookie did to you and you're in the middle of the storm, you should have stayed on the shore with Pookie. I know I'm right about it. Here it is. Jesus interceding. His intercession shows that he wants really bad for them to get to the other side. Bible says that they got out. Verse 24, that they, the ship is at sea. And all of a sudden, here comes storm. Winds and the waves start beating up against the ship. <laughs> I'm, gl I'm glad it's quiet this morning. The winds and the storm came up against the ship. They were on the ship going to the storm with hopes of getting through the storm so that they could get to the other side. But the storm came, Shane, up against the ship. So many times we've read this and heard sermons that, that has taught us and brought us to a mindset that the storm came up against them. The storm came and affected the ship, which means that the ship is in the storm. The people are just feeling the effects of the storm. The ship feels the effects, but the boat, he, the ship feels the effects more than the people feel the effects. Which saying that, so how, how does this make sense this morning? You got to know that storms are necessary risk for sailing on ships. Storms are necessary. You have to understand that when you get on a boat, Austin, you run the risk of running into a storm. But you got to understand this, Jazz, and that is Jesus won't rebuke what is in season. I read and I discovered that they were in the midst of storm season. They were in the midst of hurricane season, if you will. So they had to understand that there was a risk at the moment that they put their feet on the boat. But you got to understand, I say it all the time, and I'll say it right here, that when there's a word over your journey, let the storms come. Why? Because the Lord has already put a word out concerning where it is that he wants for me to go. So storms are not necessary risk for sailing on ships but you got to understand jazz that jesus doesn't rebuke what is in season it was this it was storm season so you have to understand and i had to I, well, make this make sense and so shag what they recommend for going on cruises is that if you don't want to if you don't want to feel the effects of being on the water somebody will appreciate this you they recommend you getting a room in the lower part of the ship this is why on the other text where Jesus was on the ship with them 
It says that Jesus, my God, was at the hinder part, at the bottom part of the ship, asleep, simply because he wasn't feeling it the way that they were feeling it. You got to understand that when you're low, you won't feel the movement as much as you will when you're moving high. When you're sailing on the ship, you, when you're in a high place, you'll feel the effects of the storm. But now you are paying a price, so you're willing to go through it. But I wonder if there is somebody here that's ever had to go through a low place and you didn't necessarily feel what it was that was going on around you. And if you are feeling right now that you're feeling the effects of the storm, God is saying for the next rest of the year that you got to get to a low place. I understand that maybe it's dark, but you got to get low in this season. Maybe it feels like you're lonely, but God says this morning that you've got to get low in this season. Why? Because when you're low, you won't feel the movement. When you're low, you won't feel the rocking. When you're low, you won't feel the shaking. And I wonder if there is somebody here that ever had for the Lord to lift you up from a low place. I know that we sing, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me but I wonder if there's ever somebody here that hasn't been a witness that God will indeed be the lifter up of your head I believe that we used to sing a song that said if he has to reach way down Jesus will pick you up so if you're feeling the effects and you can't handle the wind if you're feeling the effects and you can't handle the rain you gotta understand that the attacks are not on you it's attacking what's taking you you gotta understand that it's not an attack on you but it's an attack on what's getting you there because if I could stop uh, what it is that's taking you there then you'll never get there so you gotta understand that if I'm riding the peace boat the enemy is gonna attack my peace you gotta understand that if I'm moving in healing the enemy is gonna attack healing you gotta understand that if it's joy the enemy is coming to attack your joy so whatever it is God is saying this morning that you gotta get low in this season because you're in a position when you're low that you won't be able to fully feel the effects of the storm. So bring it back to our text this morning, Austin. Jesus isn't on the ship with them, but he allows the storm so they'll need to see that they'll need his help in the meantime. He sends them, stays back, prays for them, and then Pastor Kim gets, once they get out there, he says, well, I'll go Satan this time. I believe that they're far enough. Jesus then, about 4 o'clock in the morning, we read, decides to walk where they are until to find them. He goes in search for them. Austin, notice that it never says they called for Jesus. I'm in the text. They never called for Jesus. This is the victory shack. He sends them out, and then when he feels like they've gone far enough that he's ready to, fit, he's ready to save them, he then goes out looking for them. So he sends them out, allows them to get to a particular place where he knows by now they ought to need me. 
You got to understand that when, the, when you're on the agenda of the Lord, the Lord will only allow you to go so far before he, when he has sent you and then here he comes to rescue you. He then decides out to walk out to find them. He put them in the boat. This is what the Lord said. He put them in the boat so he's obligated to get them out. And you got to understand that God will sometimes send storms to your life so that he can allow you the feeling of what a storm feels like. But he won't leave you there a long time he's then obligated to come and rescue you why because he put you there in the beginning but our problem pastor kim is too many times we put our own selves in predicaments and then we want jesus to come and get us out you've just witnessed another life-changing word here on the refuge live podcast listen if this has been a blessing to you, do me a favor and send us a small seed on our church cash app. That's dollar sign Peculiar Church or on Giblify. You can look us up by the Temple of Refuge. Listen, we have run out of time today, but we are so grateful that you have chosen to be a part of what's going on here at the Temple of Refuge. On behalf of myself and the entire Temple of Refuge, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.